You know, I think I'd start by saying, you know, as opposed to coming in here and talking about the things that we didn't do and, and how we fell short, um, I just expressed it to the football team. Um, I think the classy thing to do is to compliment the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they got a really good football team. They got an explosive football team, and uh, they did a good job tonight. Um, there were some things that we didn't do, obviously, but I don't want to diminish what they did. I tip my cap to those guys. Um, if we want to... If we want to carve out this, uh, a niche in this thing and, and push through the AFC, we got to deal with the likes of that bunch. God has blessed me. Um, you know, we, we joke a lot, you know, about the Browns and, and going there, but it was it was meant to be that I was going to wear black and gold. Um, draft day, I had a black suit on with a gold tie. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just so thankful. I, I hope that that I'm able to pass the legacy of what it is to be a Steeler um, from. Dan Rooney, you know. Yeah, I mean, not just this year, but but whenever you get a bunch of new guys, once you start to lose some of the the, the old regime, if you will, you got to find ways to pass it down. And we've got some guys in there that will continue to do that. You know, I gave Cam a big hug and and told him it's on him now. It's his his job to pass it down and to to keep teaching and um, and and holding guys to the to the Pittsburgh standard. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mad Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition here of the Mouse Steel Podcast. Well, of course, yours truly, Charles Pradge And that is the 2021 season in the books right now. As the Steelers 2021 yearbook version here of the Mouse Steel Podcast. Of course, your host, uh, clean shaven today, uh, losing the playoff fan beard as of yet as of this morning. Now the Steelers are officially eliminated uh, from the playoff uh, tournament right now. As we look at it, uh, Steelers they go down to the Chiefs, forty-two to twenty-one was the final score last night. Get blown out again. But uh, I gotta say, the defense I think this time started off. I mean, pretty close, I mean, throughout this game. I mean, when you, all things considered, I mean, they had a good start right there. I mean, the first uh, five drives in this game, I mean, everyone was pretty much uh, punting right here. I mean, and then up until, like, the big play, I mean, when we looked at it too, I mean, the fumble return for a touchdown, it wasn't until, like uh, when we looked at the the Chiefs had the possession for the third time, uh, they made their first mistake and were Patrick Mahomes uh, threw a pick uh, to D. Robinson that was intercepted by intercepted by Devin Bush right there, making a huge play. Uh, he's definitely been kind of called into question uh, this season, especially with the knee injury and stuff, still recovering uh, from last year uh, with the Browns. Everything that he's had to go through, I mean, he's definitely taken a lot of heat. If he asks me, I mean, what when you think about it, I mean, this guy right here, I mean, he he has 
show. I think he's tried showing up yesterday. I mean, granted, when we look at the final box score here in just a moment, when we look at a guy like uh, Devin Bush, uh, who wrapped up uh, the night yesterday uh, playing in this game, I mean, he only had uh, one total tackle. Uh, so, honestly, his only signing moment was the interception right there. But, of course, then when we also look at two uh, throughout this game, uh, like I mentioned, it wasn't. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs in this uh, contest, it wasn't until their fifth possession in this game, at about eleven thirty, at about under eleven minutes ago, where Cam Hayward forces the fumble, uh, which is scooped up by T.J. Watt, uh, returned for a twenty-six yard uh, fumble recovery touchdown, uh, which put the Steelers on the map seven to zip. And we would also go see, like, the horror show uh, throughout the first half. I mean, uh, pretty much here as we looked at it. Uh, the Chiefs would rally off 21 straight points, go up 21-7 to seven at the half uh, as they put up 302 yards of total offense versus Steelers, 44. So 258 more yards than the Steelers did that entire first half. Uh, was not the game plan we were seeing, seeing right there. Uh, at the end of the day, once again, uh, for Mike Tomlin and his team, like I said, I'm going to give his team a pass for now for this season. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be without Ben Rosberger, of course. We know that. But, I mean, when you go back to 2017, I mean, for right now, I mean, they're on a four-game lose streak under Mike Tomlin's uh, career as a coach, he drops to a losing record in the playoffs. Uh, the first time since 2007, his rookie year, where he was 0-1, where he lost to the Jaguars. First time he's ever had a losing record in the playoffs in about practically 14 years uh, right here. And when we look at it, too, I mean, like like I said, you go, you got to go as far back as to the Patriots game and we're – they got smoked in that one by 19 points. 36 to 17 uh, was the final score in that one. But of course, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 45 to 42. And then you look at it after that. I mean, then basically the Browns game where they got uh, humiliated there, uh, 48 to 37. And then last but not last but not least, the Kansas City Chiefs. 42 to 21. So nearly 40, over 40 points a game, uh, which has been alarming. But like I said, uh, when we think about everything right here, you look at like one of the big losses that was found in this team, a very strange, uh, awkward moment here for a guy like uh, Stefan Tuitt. Uh, once again, he lost his brother in a hit run uh, accident who was passed away. And he's been dealing with a knee injury. I think, uh, that right there is a little bit of a murky relationship, cold shoulder. I have no idea. We have not heard from this guy all season. Uh, he was definitely a big presence uh, that was missed, I felt like, on this uh, the defensive line front right now. And you really wonder right now, I mean, when we look at it, I mean, for the Steelers, I mean, go, going into this right now, I mean, it's just uh, definitely an alarming uh, trend at the end of the day here. I mean, when we uh, look at where they're at right now, 
and, and you got players on this team. I mean, Stefan Tua right now, I mean, he has got one more year uh, left on his deal uh, with three vo- voidables uh, coming up. So 2022 will be his last season. Uh, going into the 2022 season, he's going to carry a cap hit of over $13.9 and three-quarter million dollars uh, for the team. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do over here right now because uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of change right now coming up, as you can imagine. Uh, Steelers right now, as everyone's been wondering the last two seasons, as they kept pushing the needle with Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, a lot of people will be speaking and looking at this team that he stayed around uh, much too longer than what he needed to stay. Uh, listen, I, I I hear that. But at the same time, too, when you had a guy who was still performing somewhat solid, I mean, especially when you take into effect, I mean, the first 11 – I mean, the first 10 games prior to that what lacks his days go offense against the Ravens beginning – on uh, December 2nd of last year. I mean, the, the Steelers, for the most part, I mean, that's when the offense is really, as a whole, especially Ben Rosberger, I mean, you saw the wear and tear on his arm really start to catch up. Because when you look at Ben Rosberger, too, I mean, everything that he's done, I mean, he is definitely, no doubt, a legend for this franchise. I mean, arguably a top-10 quarterback uh, in this league, which we'll get to a little bit later on. I mean, let's take a look at 2020, for example. I mean, at least 2020, that season, he threw for 3,803 yards. He froze for 3,870 yards. I mean, 3,704 yards this year with 22 touchdowns uh, to 10 picks. I mean, which wasn't all that bad. I mean, definitely looked uh, slow a lot of times this year. But, I mean, he set a, a record in one season with seven game-winning drives uh, most game-winning drives uh, in his career for a single season, and a couple of that a record on our record, Ben Rosberger, six fourth-quarter comebacks. I mean, think about that for a second, and that's I mean a lot goes to show you right there too. I mean, it was because how watching this offense this year, to be quite frank, was like watching a turtle race this year. I mean, you really had to hold your breath. I mean, it was no joke watching how they could barely get across field or give you some encouraging first-down conversions. I think the only thing that they uh, did say face on is they, they, they did find an answer at the running back with Najee Harris. The only problem is going forward, you're definitely going to need to help this guy out. Uh, you don't want to keep pulling more of the load on this guy as his career goes on. I mean, but I, I will say this. I, I think Ben, ben Rosberg really said the smartest thing earlier in the year when he encouraged uh, Najee Harris to be bigger, be meaner, run over people. I mean, when he re- referenced to Jerome Bettis, I mean, that right there, I mean, he, he, he has a phenomenal season, over 1,200 yards, I mean, rushing for this young man. But let's go back to Ben Rosberg for a second here. Uh, as I uh, stated here, I mean, Ben Rosberger, like I said, he, he threw for 3,704 yards. I mean, 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I mean, which is not bad for a touchdown interception ratio. The only problem was his yards per attempt. I mean, basically, 
I mean, it is the second lowest in basically the season uh, over two and a half years ago in 2019 in the in that first game and a half, the second game of the season, where he had to go for his elbow surgery. He was averaging 5.7 yards per attempt. Remember, that's around the time when the injuries with his throwing elbow uh, caught up to him. And you look at how he was able to bounce back like I said, let's take a look at the 2020 season, for example, that first year where they devised the game plan for him to get the ball out quicker and to kind of utilize the West Coast offense a lot. I mean, look at it right here. I mean, like starting off right here, I mean, in that in that game. I mean, basically of those games, his highest uh, passing yards, I mean, in that amount was versus – to Cincinnati uh, Bengals, where he threw for 333 yards passing, four touchdowns, zero picks. I mean, in 2020, uh, he had uh, four 300-yard passing games. All those four 300-yard passing games he threw that season uh, came in a loss, and that was at the start of the losing streak right there. And where we saw the Steelers at that point, uh, when lose four out of the remaining five games uh, left in the season. I mean, they were very lucky to clinch AFC North uh, Christmas weekend against the Indianapolis Colts. But then you saw what happened in the playoffs right there, at least in the playoffs last year, as ugly as a loss that was, being down 28 zip. The numbers for Ben Rosper, I mean, in that game as time went along, still threw for 501 yards. The only problem was he did have four touchdowns. Those four picks to go along with that, some huge possibly turnovers, especially starting off with the center uh, Marquise Pouncey, uh, which is sad to see. Uh, that would prove to be his final game right there. And this is where we stand at right now. Uh, ben Rosberg definitely pleaded his case to try and come back uh, for another season. Wasn't all that too concerned about the money. He took a $5 million uh, pay cut. And then you, you fast forward to, like like I said, look, look forward to 2021 right now. I mean, for this moment. Uh, 2021, where he uh, started off here. Let's take a look at it. Uh, and that's in that season, this season right now, he only had uh, two 300-yard uh, passing games as opposed to four last year, so that was cut in half. Uh, he had about, I mean, his highest passing yards this season was 318 yards and a loss uh, to the Bengals, and where he threw for one touchdown, two interceptions right there. And basically, her one of the Bengals players accused the Steelers of quitting right there, especially like that last uh, pass by Ben, I think it was Najee Harris, where he dumped it off towards the side. Uh, and it was a, a manageable, I think, fourth or third down conversion. I forget what it was, but still, I mean, you saw that game right there. They got He got taken down four times uh, for 21 yards. I mean, the sacks did pile up for Ben this year. It wasn't a, a, a sweet day at the office. Don't forget, he was also one of many players, too, also had COVID this year. But still, I mean, he hasn't got sacked like this in a long time. Uh, lastly, I mean, his last 
highest uh, sacks prior to this was 2013, where he got sacked 42 times that year. But he did throw for over 4,000 yards, 4,261 yards with 28 touchdowns to 14 uh, picks. Uh, his career high and uh, and passing yards of his career, of course, be 2018, which I feel right there, that season right there, if, if we look back at Ben Rosberger's career right there, that season where he still had two-thirds of the Killer Bees and Ben Rosberger and Antonio Brown before he went off the edge, that right there, I mean, and you had a solid running game starting off with James Conner. James Conner was racking up some decent scrimmage yards right there. Uh, they were getting on the roll right there. Uh, they were 7-2-1 and on the finish of the season, 2-4 uh, and four the rest of the way. Uh, they fall out of the playoffs to 9-6-1. and one. So you look at it right there. I mean, two straight seasons where they didn't make the playoffs, uh, beginning with 2018 and 2019. But the last two seasons, I mean, especially last year, Wayne AFC North crowd, this year all the uh, red alert signs with this offensive line going to be as uh, staggering as it was. It was be a brand-new spanking offensive line this season right here. Uh, and we look at it right now, and this is where they're at right now. You're going to have to find a quarterback uh, going into the offseason. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to trade for anybody right now. Uh, like I mentioned, I mean, the Steelers, I mean, when you look at the history – uh, with uh, Kevin Colbert, I mean, for to uh, get players, I mean, for this uh, team, I mean, he's traded up in the first round, I mean, just three times uh, back in uh, 2000. And, of course, he had a few other years. I think it was 2003, 2006, and then, of course, 2019. But the only time he did uh, trade up well, not trade up, but he did trade for a player with first round pick was only one time. That was for Mika Fitzpatrick. Let's remember, like I said, Ben Rosberg, speaking of the elephant in the room here, or the eventual goat, whatever you want to call it. Remember, if that elbow surgery that is announced that he is scheduled to have, if he is not scheduled for elbow surgery, they're not acquiring Mika Fitzpatrick two years ago. That is uh being entertained in the offseason of 2020. I don't think they do it in the 2019 uh, season when we look at it. So for right now, uh, like I said, this team right now, they got uh, some stuff. They got to go back to the drawing board uh, for right now, uh, basically. And you really got to make some harsh decisions right now. And uh, more importantly, Kevin Colbert, uh, his staff more than likely, uh, we're hearing some reports uh, by Am Schefter and people going into this, a lot of people are anticipating him to step down after the draft, which is basically when his contract expires. A lot of people are really in doubt uh, if he's going to be uh, hanging around right now. He's been with the Steelers for over 21 years right now. Uh, the phenomenal job. I mean, when you think of the buy work right now, especially under Kevin Colbert's uh, tenure right here, I mean, think about this. He's been to the playoffs 14 times, been the three Super Bowl appearances uh, where they went two and one. You could definitely say, I mean, for Kevin Colbert, which I expect just like Ben Rosper to get a gold, I mean, be in uh, Canton as a contributor. He's definitely going to get a gold jacket. 
in my opinion, uh, for what he's did. Uh, he helped end a quarterback drought uh, as far as the Super Bowl franchise winning quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, with, uh, which ended a 20-year drought. And that, that's where you look at it. I mean, Colbert right now, listen, a lot of people this year, when we're looking at it, probably were questioning how good was the talent on this team. I will say this. I mean, with this year's uh, team right now, I, I do feel like right now, I mean, they had some nice practice squad uh, signings and some people they uh, got from other teams. I felt like uh, who made uh, significant uh, differences for here. You look at a guy like Hello uh, Weatherspoon right now having three interceptions uh, for 45 yards uh, returned. I thought he was a cute, huge last few games right there. Remember, he had uh, – I mean, like a, a pair of picks uh, versus the, I think it was the Chiefs and the Browns. But still, and then also another guy, too, I mean, who I thought was uh, doing pretty well. And honestly, I hope they resign this guy uh, to a fairly decent contract. Because I tell you what, first round pick Terrell Edmonds right now, uh, who does not have his uh, first round uh, option being picked up. He is scheduled to be uh, right now going to this offseason right now as we take a look at it. We're going to look at the offseason trend before we wrap up with the playoffs. But right now, uh, they're going to be having $41.8 million in cap space available uh, for the Steelers, uh, $2.5 million in debt money from edge rusher Melvin Ingram and Michael Brookie linebacker who they drafted uh, this year. Uh, Quincy Roche. They are scheduled to have 13 unrestricted uh, free agents. Of the names on this list and more uh, eye-opening, pretty much as defense, I'm going to say two players uh, they are going to be uh, noticeably felt. Cornerback uh, Joe Hayden right now and cornerback, I mean, and, and, and strong safety development. Those would be two guys to watch right there. Because right now, uh, when you go into this, uh, Cam Hayward, uh, according to Brooke Pryor, basically said uh, he, he intends to uh, try and get Tyson Alalo. I mean, he was there in Shamel game. Tyson Alalo resigned last year, said post game he's going to work on Joel Hayden next. Uh, said people don't understand what Joel Hayden brings day to day in practice and on the field. And I, and I can't uh, agree or disagree anymore. Uh, Joe Hayden is definitely truly one of the positive signs on this team. And when you really think about what they do right here, I mean, truly one. You, you see the energy that he brings. And, and, and Joe Hayden, he, he is definitely going to be a tough loss, if you ask me. I mean, his production wasn't all that uh, great this year. I mean, he didn't have – any interceptions at all with this team, uh, which is a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, he did sign his last new deal back in 2019 or his new three-year contract. I mean, look at everything that he's been able to do with the Steelers, I mean, since being here. I mean, for right now, I mean, Joe Hayden – and basically, let's look at it right here quick. I mean, he's made a Pro Bowl once in his uh, five seasons here with the Steelers. He's also, during his time with Steelers, he's had about 10 interceptions. One of them was a pick six. 
back in 2020. And, I mean, just, just a pretty solid run rate here. Another guy who's really, I mean, a for, for being a former Brown, he definitely truly made himself felt as a true stealer here. And it's going to really be uh, it's gonna be a coin flip on that one. But I tell you what, they got the money right now. I mean, listen, I mean, the first priorities I'm looking at right now, I want to try and see if we can look at some uh, free agent signings. Possibly who's available as far as, like, offensive linemen right here. You're going you're gonna to have to see if you can find some uh, linemen uh, coming up right here to shore up. Uh, you, you need some pieces right here. I mean, some – Big guys, I mean, coming in here. And, and I'd be really interested to see how they uh, make this uh, work right now. Uh, for right now, the offensive line, listen, I think you definitely got some big uh, major questions right here, especially when you look at the Steelers right now. I mean, a guy like uh, B.J. Finney, I mean, he's one of those unrestricted free agents that's on that list. And, of course, you look at the offensive line with a guy like Kedja Green, I'm not sure if he's going to be cut out as a center. Maybe this year he was just getting his hiccups. I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, with Ben's final year, who, I mean, looking back at this, how much was he forced on this? Uh, to be, instead of playing his natural position, which was at a guard. I don't know. But I, I will say this right now. Like I said, they're going to have money to spend right now. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do right now. Uh, see if they could spend it on some uh, decent key players. I mean, like on the receiving core, especially right now. I mean, you look at a guy like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster who wants to have like a four-year deal, I think like according to uh, Brooke Pryor. I mean, basically. It's, it's going to be interesting. He, he's saying like uh, staying in Pittsburgh, he's a free agent this year, says it would be nice to stay here. For another four years. And Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I think he has to look into that. It depends who they bring in as quarterback. I have a feeling they're going to draft a quarterback. And just a reminder right now, for the 2002 NFL uh, draft or the Steelers are going to be going into the draft right now since being eliminated in the wild card. For their first overall pick in the first round, they'll be number 20. They're going to have seven total picks. You're going to have a second-round pick at number 52, third round at number 84, fourth round at 135, fifth at 176, and two seven-round picks at number 222 and 238. Of course, those positions could still change uh, for right now. But, again, uh, when we look at that, I mean, those are projections right now for the Steelers. That's according to uh, tankathon.com right there, tankathon right there. Uh, where they're pretty much updating everybody right now. And for the pe- for the teams that missed the playoffs going into this, for the people who honestly want to see this team tank or not get in, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, teams eliminated from the playoffs will have been uh, picks between 1 and 18. And let's just say if the Steelers did lose out, They let's say if they went to like 7, 9, and 1, they will probably have been at somewhere like around – Number twelve, if you ask me, uh, uh, for that, I, I think they will be ahead of the Vikings if they were lost out, uh, which would did that. But instead, they go nine seven and one. They're number twenty. Eagles got three first round picks going into this year's draft, so they got pretty good uh plan right now. 
what they want to do. But like I said, too, I mean, you look at a guy like Kenny Pickett, he's projected to be at least like a top 16 pick in this year's draft. That's been the biggest talk uh, for even during the season right now. The only question we have is his hand size. But when you look at a guy like uh, Kenny Pickett, I mean, who plays in Heinz Field, played for the Pitt Panthers right now. And, I mean, if he still happened to fall around there, it is very reasonable for the Seals to trade back minimal five, no more than ten spots. Number 20 is not that bad. You have to do it because, you know what, I just don't see them. And I'm, I agree with 110% with Ed Bouchette of the Athletic. Uh there's no chance in hell they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Let's just uh, forget that right now. For fans who want to keep wondering that, that's fine. But I just do not see that happening. Russell Wilson, eh. maybe Jimmy Grapple. I have no idea. But I think he has to start with someone young right now. No Derek Carr's questions. Uh, futures and dealt with Raiders. I think he's in our version of Kirk Cousins. Like his heart, but as far as like big-time games, I mean, listen, he's pretty much had a pretty – couple of decent runs late in the season, four-game winning streak to end right there. Uh, huge wins, like, say, on the road versus the Browns, uh, versus the Colts. And, of course, first Chargers kicked the game winning field goal as time expired uh, to ensure that the game did not end a tie, which put the Steelers in the final playoff uh, spot for the AFC. You look at Kenny Pickett's bio, bio work right here. His uh, career high in passing was this past year. 4,319 uh, yards. He did not. He was a Heisman uh, candidate, but he did not win it. But he still had, I mean, for that year, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions uh, for that year. And his touchdowns higher than that. He had 13 for back-to-back seasons from 2019 to 2020. And then his uh, third most uh, touchdowns was 12 back in 2018. So, I mean, that, that was as, uh, as low as, as a starter right there. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, let's wait and see right now. I mean, this is guy right here. We'll see. I mean, six foot three, still a decent size. Uh, let's see if they can make it happen right there. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and recap this uh, game and the playoffs right here. Uh, Steelers get robbed once again by the Chiefs by 21 points. Uh, like I said, the biggest uh, turning point, which woke the Chiefs up clearly looking back at in everyone's eyes when Cam Hayward forced a fumble, which T.J. Watt, a uh, scoop fumble, returned uh, for a touchdown. There was seven zip at that point. Chiefs would go on a 21 zip run, 21 unanswered points. It would be 21-7 at the end of the half, 302 yards of 44 total yards of offense for the Steelers which was not good. Uh, you kind of felt the game starting to slip away once they went by that two-touchdown score uh, right there, where you kind of knew uh, it was – I mean, the, the gunshot wounds were getting in. Uh, uh, basically, uh, Ben Rosper, at the end of the day, uh, he would finish his career third on the NFL playoff uh, passing yards list, uh, which was known by many. I want to say Brian Diarlo of uh, CBS was one of them. Uh, throwing for 5,972 yards, he passes Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana and Brett Favre on that list. Uh, he also finishes his career right now, presumably 
uh, assuming that he will go on and retire as expected, it still stands. He'll be tied for third on game-winning drives with 53, uh, which is tied with Drew Brees. And third and fourth quarter comebacks for 41, eighth in touchdowns uh, with 418, and fifth on the career uh, wins list right now. When you uh, sum up his uh, career right now, uh, he has a career win total, uh, regular season playoffs of 178 wins, 91 losses, and a tie, uh, 661 win percent. Uh, congratulations to him, six-time Pro Bowl, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion. But still, I mean, it was a phenomenal career to watch. And ben, for Ben Rausberger, I mean, what he's meant to this team, I mean, the durability – I mean, when you think about how he just started off his career right here, I mean, everything that he's did, I mean, to this point, it's just just been phenomenal to watch. It's just been a, a beautiful work of art for this guy. I mean, you look at the amount of sacks he's took, like, under, like, guys when he was all playing with uh, Ken Wisenhut. And uh, Bruce Arians right here. I mean, he had about, I mean, between those two uh, combined here for his uh, career, he had about, what was it? Uh, uh, 312 uh, sacks in his uh, career. And then you had like under like guys like Todd Haley, who came in try to help uh, keep uh, some of those hits uh, lessened right there. He would get sacked uh, for a total uh, to finish up his career for five hundred fifty four sacks, so two hundred forty four more. So kind of kept that down quite a bit. I definitely do feel like uh, right now when Bev Rosper was still in the peak of his career was probably, you could say, since 2015 through 2020, the first uh, 10 games right there. I mean, just keeping him clean right there. I mean, you saw, like, I mean, like I said, the first half of his career obviously was where he was like, you know, on the run, Ben. I mean, run and gun, uh, have fun, extend plays, shake off defenders. But then once he got banged up against you know, the Browns in 2011, 10 years ago, that right there, they had to make a harsh decision, had to move on from Bruce Arians, bring a guy like Todd Haley, the realest guy in. I think pretty much uh, saved his career right there. And you look at uh, right here how it finishes up is uh, – like I said, is he's got nothing to be ashamed of right here. And once again, I'm going to go, like I said, like I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, top five Steelers of all time, Mean Joe Green. Ben Rossberg will be at Big Ben Rossberg, the number two greatest Steeler of all time, followed by uh, Frankel Harris because of the immaculate reception. Fourth, uh, Jack Splat Lambert. And then uh, number five, last but not least, uh, Troy Palomalu. And uh, that's what you got. As far as being a top five, I mean, a top 10 quarterback, I'd have to say sure. And and the reason why I give him a top 10 quarterback 
of all time because of the amount of wins, the career wins he's got, got the numbers, got the passing yards. Yeah, he doesn't got Super Bowl MVPs. He doesn't got league MVPs. But, I mean, everything that he's contributed to, and yes, you can make the argument that he was the beneficiary of a pass protecting the quarterback league, but he still had to earn a lot of those yards. I mean, for at least, I mean, the first seven years of his career, he still had to gut that out. I mean, even in those uh, first seven years of his career, he was still averaging like probably like around over 3,500 yards a pass, if I were to guess, looking at the numbers. But uh, again, I mean, if anyone wants to think of one of his famous uh, playoff wins, it has to arguably be Super Bowl 43. Many thought he should have gotten Super Bowl MVP instead of what San Antonio Holmes. So there you have it right there. That's going to do it for this edition here of the Mass Steel uh, podcast right now. Uh, I do feel like it is time for new coaching assistance, uh, possibly. The only guy who I would spare under Tomlin's uh, coach staff is probably Danny Smith. Danny Smith is a guy who I like as far as energy right there. Uh, made some big plays, I mean, throughout the year. Uh, he doesn't go anywhere, in my opinion. He he stays on. But Matt Caddy really got to do some uh, – take a hard look at. And fairness to him, I still feel like he didn't have the proper piece to work with. It is fair to say. I mean, he has some unique concepts. But in the end, too, I mean, look at his body language and the way he's trying to communicate things, doing things from the booth. Uh, it's a huge question mark. And I'm not sure if you want to do that with a new quarterback or a young quarterback. I am not so sure, especially – when you got a proper office line, just a proper piece to work with. Uh, Keith Butler, I really do believe the game is passing by. At some point, you're going to see this guy probably get forced out, like kind of like how Dick LeBeau did. I know it's one well, of Mike Tomlin's guys were here, but at the end of the day, those are some decisions that need to be made. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CGR and on Instagram at MetalSteelNation. Uh, great wild card weekend of action right now. Uh, I mean, speaking right now, we got AFC matchups setting up uh, next weekend. Uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, I mean, for right now, they're going to be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you're going to be having the Buffalo Bills go to Kansas City to take on the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship rematch uh, for the time being. That's set for the AFC uh, the, the Bengals and Titans game is be on Saturday, while the Bills Chiefs game will be the final game of the weekend. They'll be at Sunday at five thirty, right there. And then the 49ers, too. Uh big time win right now, playing some hot defense, uh studying the Cowboys in Dallas 23 to 17. It'll be taking on the Packers right now. Uh, some interesting injuries going on right there with both. So I think Garoppolo is one name that popped up on their Am Schefter. And right now, Wayne, the final game, some Monday night football playoff action going on right now as we speak with the LA Rams right now and uh, total command right now, 28 to 8 uh, with under two minutes goal in the third quarter. Uh, they have been routing the Cardinals uh, so far, uh, making a frustrating night at the office right now. So if the Rams do go on to win this game. They'll be going to travel to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where either one of these teams will face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Tampa. So, anyway, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, first ever Monday night football game on ESPN uh, for a Monday night playoff edition. There was a Monday night uh, playoff 
game before, but wasn't on ABC or ESPN. It was on CBS. It was one of the original mumble games between Minnesota Vikings and, speaking of which, the LA Rams, the last team that played a night game on the Monday night. That was on CBS. Uh, Vince Scully and uh, Hawkins was the other guy who was calling the game right there. Vikings won that game. We're going to take on the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game that year. Uh, so let's see what happens right there. Um, I'm going to give you my picks right now for the divisional round. Uh, I would have to possibly go – I think the Chiefs right now, I, as much as I want to see the Bills uh, win that game, I think Chiefs are uh, mean business right now. This team that looks like it's poised to get back to the Super Bowl, they're playing with some good defense right now. Uh I, I I just I'm not sure if the Bills are going to get past them. I think they'll have to wait in our years or two to make their chance to run. Josh Allen's had a phenomenal year. Did not see the wipeout of the Patriots coming like they did on Saturday, uh, 47 to 17 in that game. But give me the Titans over the Bengals, of course. And then you're also going to be having, like I said, the 49ers and the Packers. Uh, Give me the Packers right now, just based on the injuries, what we're hearing from the 49ers. 49ers can make it a ball game if they got their pieces healthy. But they hardly ever do good cold weather. But, again, they beat them in Lambeau Field in 2013 season, beginning in 2014 in the playoffs of the wild card round and where the Packers finished off 8-7-1 to clinch the AFC North and get their only ticket in, in the playoffs right there. And, like I said, I'm getting the Rams for tonight. If it's Rams and Bucks. I'm calling for an upset in that one. Give me the Rams in the NFC Championship game. You'll see the Rams-Packers in the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. And then I'm going to say uh, for the AFC Championship game, give me the Chiefs visiting the Tennessee Titans right there. Seeing the crime where the Titans beat the Chiefs earlier this season and where they frustrated the Holmes right there. Uh, Ruffin hit him up, him up right there and where the Titans got the number one seed. So there you have it. Uh, thank you for tuning in this edition of the MSCO Podcast. We will keep some uh, podcast route. It's going to just be patient with me. I'll definitely do my best to keep you guys uh, posted throughout this offseason. We'll start getting in a, about a couple of weeks, about middle of February, start looking at some combines, some prospects. We'll keep more here. And uh, if I hear some more news, we'll hear some more podcasts. Uh, we'll just keep it for once a week right now. Uh, we're the most notably aimed for Mondays or Wednesdays. I'll tweet what I'm going on or share it on Instagram. But anyway, again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MassFieldCGR and on Instagram at MassFieldNation. I leave you. Don't be trolling. You're rolling. Here we go, Serials. Here we go. I gone. And thank you, big man. Great career. Cannot wait to see you in Canton. Peace out, guys. Uh, ha- happy Martin Luther King. Uh, holiday too i i i have a dream dreams are meant to come true as long as we put the effort in take care guys and stay safe